A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Hey, what's up, everybody? Another episode of Scared Money Don't Make Money. I'm um, glad we finally got to make this happen. Last time I messed it up. So we finally got Alex on the line. Um, I'm gonna let him introduce himself in a second. But as always, if you like the content, what we're talking about, recruiting, marketing, uh, leadership, uh, entrepreneurship, anything in, in far between on how to make your money work for you and so forth. Click the like button, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Uh, now we're on Clubhouse as well. So, um, you know, click the little ding. So I'm going to let Alex get to himself and tell us about your, who you are, man, what you're about, what you do. What's up, man? I am a, I'm the founder of a company called Impacts Marketing. We help, uh, we help companies win new clients and build industry-leading brands on social media. Okay, and how did you... so? How did you get started into that? Like, what was your, you know, so what was your initial job and how did you fall into what you do now? Yeah. So I was in, I was in corporate America for uh, almost a decade, man. And um, I got to a place I was doing sales, business development, growing underperforming territories, that kind of stuff. And, and it was, it had some success, right? I had, a, it was a good job, six figure job, good benefits, that kind of stuff. And um, I just kind of, I always wanted to start my own business. I always wanted to make a bigger impact on the world yeah. while I was here. And uh, I knew there was a greater calling for me, it, but I just, I just never pulled the trigger. I, <laughs> I just, for some reason, in whatever, I think we all go through this, right? The survival brain kicks in. We wonder, yeah. well, I don't know what if it doesn't work or it's a mountain to climb. There's a lot to learn. Is this right for me? And so, you know, like everyone, you have doubts or you, you blame timing. It's, is this the right time? That kind of stuff. There's all, or you get comfortable in your job. You start making yeah. good money and you say, well, maybe I don't need to go that route. But anyways, I finally ended up taking the leap in late 2019 and really uh, won my first customer early 2020. Uh, then COVID hit. And um, by July, I had won my first customer in February, which was uh, I had started off on LinkedIn, helping people yeah. win clients, producing videos, building their brand. Yeah. Comp client one was one in February, 2020. I had replaced my six figure income for my full-time job in July of 2020. And I said, oh, wow. peace. I said, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay. so I, I put in my notice and I was out. Got you. Okay. So, and that's one of the interesting points that like, I always like to ask because um, I feel like there's, there's this common misconception sometimes when it comes to entrepreneurship is people just like take this plunge, right? They're like, Nope, I'm just going to go dead broke or this, if, and this idea is going to, going to be smart. But I feel like if, when you talk to real, you know, even Damon John talks about, he's like, he worked at red lobster to fund FUBU. He's like, I didn't just quit yeah. my job. Like, yeah, you, you can believe in the dream, but be smart about the dream. Um, you know, another recruiter I know, Ben, you know, he didn't quit his job at Bing until, like you said, he replaced his income, at which point he's like, yeah. okay, now that the work, it, twice, I've done twice the work, I can put all my stuff to this, this actual thing that I want to do. Um, so do you think, was there other things that went into that? Or was it once you made your six figures, you're like, bet, I can do this, let's go. Well, I mean, it wasn't the perfect time for me to leave. I actually thought that I was going to be leaving about right now. I thought it was going to okay. be early 2021. But yeah. here's what happens, man. And anyone that's had a full-time job and a side hustle probably can relate. When yeah. you have two things that take up a lot of your time, and I also am a dad of two amazing daughters, so they're important yeah. to me too. 
So then I've got this full-time job, which was demanding. I mean, I had people reporting to me and stuff yeah, and, yeah. and I, had, I was in, in, in charge of growing a new division. So it wasn't like it was just, I could sit back and do a couple hours of work. It, <laughs> yeah. it was, they did, they demanded a lot out of me, but then, so in the beginning, the side hustle thing was fine. Cause I was like, all right, I spent a couple hours after work doing this. Well, yeah. then it started to grow. I started to get more clients and pretty mm -hmm. soon what happens to most people is you have two things that are yeah. demanding so much and yeah. you only got so much time in the day. So one of mm -hmm. these two is going to yeah. start that you, you have to sacrifice. And yeah. so I started to sacrifice my full-time job and I started yeah. because I believed in my dream and what I was doing. And I knew this long-term was going to work. Yeah. And then I had to make a decision of like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm either going to really suffer in my full-time job and they're going right. to have conversations with me about it <laughs> or, or I improve my full-time job numbers, yeah. but I, I significantly hurt my business, which was my dream. And I just refused to give up on that dream. And it was going, it was going quite well. I was making more money there than I was in my full-time job. So yeah. I said, look, this isn't the perfect time. I don't think there ever is a perfect time. I had some money stashed away because I wasn't spending it. And I said, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's roll. <laughs> nice. And, um, so I found you as I'm sure most people find you because of how creative your videos are on LinkedIn. So I know that we, we talked about this when we had our, had our virtual coffee to set up this meeting, but you know, run us through kind of that, that creative process when you started, because obviously you started doing something a lot of people weren't doing, which is, you know, the green screen and things like that. So where did that idea and that process fruition from? It's interesting, man. If you want to know the truth behind the green screen, I've talked about this a few other times, but <laughs> you know, I actually, to be totally honest, you know, obviously now it's, it's spun into something completely different and I've added all types of creativity to them. And a lot of people are using green screens now. So it's kind of cool yeah, yeah. to have inspired a lot of people. It's really yep. awesome, man. You but, right. um, because I, my, one of my missions is to help people unleash their inner creative, their inner potential, because I believe that everyone has that some form of that inside them. It's a question of, do they feel comfortable enough to release that and unleash it on the world? But yeah. I started, the reason I got a green screen was because I was, I was, I was just separating from my ex and I was moving and I was transitioning. I had no place really that I thought was good mm. enough to shoot videos. Yeah. Now at yeah. the time, <laughs> LinkedIn, LinkedIn was a different place at the time, right? There were, you know, if you're talking about 2019, there wasn't as many videos. It just started to kind of mm. come out from yeah. videos and it wasn't as authentic as it was, is now it was yeah. a little bit Everybody more professional. Very, so, very, very tight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so man, check us out. So I saw these coaches, these entrepreneurs, these people that I, I thought I wanted to be sort of like, and they all had these bookshelves in the back and these fancy offices. <laughs> and here I am, man, I'm in this condo. And then I move out in this like small one bedroom apartment that I have like nowhere to shoot videos or anything. And I'm like, you know, what if I just got a green screen mm -hmm. and then I could kind of replace a, a decent looking background. So no one would know that I'm in this little one bedroom <laughs> apartment, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I thought that's what I needed. I thought it really came out of necessity. And so I started with the green screen and then I said, you know what? I'm going to show my personality, man. I'm going to make some yeah. videos that are different than what everyone else, everyone's doing the same type of videos. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to add characters. I'm going to add humor. I'm going to tell yeah. a story. I'm going to elicit emotion from my content as I teach people the valuetainment yeah. aspect. So I took that at the green screen. I'm like, screw making this an office. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to make this like different, different, you know, off, like buildings and like scenarios and settings. And I'm going to tell stories and really engage people in a way they just haven't been engaged for on LinkedIn. And um, it's really, it's to be honest, it's, it's one of the, one of the most exciting things about me doing this is the inspiration for other people to get out there and express themselves how they want to express themselves. Yeah. And 
And so one of your partners in crime, Jared, uh, we had on the show. And so, you know, even he has too been inspired by the green screen thing. And so um, I've told people about your guys's show that you do where you act out scenarios. So how did, how did that come about? <laughs> the, the improbable show. The yeah. improbable show. So, so I'll, tell you, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So literally I, <laughs> I applied, applied for LinkedIn, LinkedIn Live. I didn't get it. And I, I was so busy with the business, other stuff, making the transition that I never really came back to it. And I finally said, you know what? I need to get a live show going. I applied yeah. again. I got approved three days later. I hit up Jared and Matt Wells, like, yeah. cause they were, they were in my boot camp. They were clients of mine. I hit them up three days later. I sent them a voice note. I'm like, guys, I want to do the, I, I've got LinkedIn live. I got an <laughs> idea in. for a show. I'm in, guys. <laughs> I got, I'm in, I'm in the matrix. <laughs> I go, I got an idea for a show. I go, it's, it's improv. We're going to do yeah. comedy improv for like the first side of it and then back it up with business insights on the back end. So people again, get some entertainment, but they also get some value. Yeah. And they hit me back and they're like, yeah, it sounds cool. man. I think maybe we won't, we might want to do that. And I'm like, awesome. Awesome. So I'm like, Hey, logistics, here are the dates. Da, da, da. And as we started getting closer, I'm like, all right, guys, here, we need to think of some topics and stuff like that. And they were like, you mean like, we're actually going to do like live comedy improv, like, like last, <laughs> like, like that show, uh, what's it called? uh oh, whose line is it anyways whose line is it yeah and i go yeah i go that's that's what i was talking about this whole time and they're like yeah. oh okay we didn't know we thought you meant just improv like talk about stuff off the cuff i'm like no i mean like take a business scenario and act it out and make it funny <laughs> in improv style like we're on stage basically but we're doing a live yeah. in front of linkedin and they were like, oh my gosh. And they were like, let's, they were like, let's do it. This is crazy, but let's do it. And so that was history, man. So literally the next Tuesday, we, we set the time and date and we took action and, and we've been doing it every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time ever since. Yep. And, uh, and I think that's when you, when you talk about that, that's exactly kind of what happened with this show was, I, yeah. like I told you, me and Roy both love recruiting, talk about it all the time. And I was like, you know, we should do a podcast. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, that'd be cool, man. Like, we should totally do it. And that was on a Friday. And, like, Sunday, I was like, hey, we have a YouTube channel. We have uh, – I ordered my microphone. We're, we're doing this. And he was like, oh, we're doing this. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, why not? And, uh, oh, and by the way, we our first guest is, like, next week. <laughs> well, okay. That's, I think that's one of the keys, man, in any anything that you want to find success in is that – a lot of times people think that they need to find all of this 100% clarity first and then go take action. And it's actually the reverse. You take yeah. action. You have a plan or a strategy or something that you think is going to work, but then you quickly take action and you find clarity along the way. The yeah. action comes first before a lot of the clarity actually shows up. Yeah, I heard a, I've heard a quote the other day and it, and it was kind of along that same lines. It's like, there's the people who wait for the right opportunity. And there's the people yeah. who, who, who know that movement is what's required to make the opportunity work. And, and you got to fail fast, fail fast and learn and move on, you know, give something enough time to actually work. But like, yeah. I, I test things all the time. And yeah. I'm like, if it doesn't work, if I've tried it and I've really put an energy and effort into it and given it a chance and it doesn't go anywhere, it's peace. I'm out. I'm to the next thing. It may yeah. take, it's 10, it's 10 ideas to get one or two that really pop, Yeah, you know? So you can't be scared to test and try things. And if it fails, move on, learn and move yeah. on to something else. Yeah. It's the whole, the whole Newton thousand, thousand experiments and the light bulb was the, was number a thousand and one, right? <laughs> is, that, is that really what it was? 
I don't know, but I hear that Something quote all like the time. That. If it's real, yeah. cool. If it's not real, it's, good it's quote. Probably there, there's definitely some truth to it. I'm sure. I'm sure there yeah. is. And, and the thing is, you don't get to hear about all the mistakes and failures that people had. So if you look yeah. at like a Zuckerberg or a Bezos mm. or you know Elon Musk, the, surely they had trillions of ideas and they even oh, yeah. acted on it on businesses, inventions, uh, software, all types of stuff. But you don't see that. You only see the finished product and what actually yeah. happened. Just like when you think about a great like Michael Jordan, you know, no yeah. one remembers the, all the shots he missed. No yeah. one remembers <laughs> that it took him like nine or 10 years to even get like, you know, his first championship. I think it took even yeah. longer than that. Like, so yeah. he failed so many times, but we remember the game winning shot. We remember the championships, the six rings, you know? Yeah. So people got to remember that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes as you build. So don't compare yourself to someone that's, already here when you're here yeah. trying to climb up the ladder. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, so I have noticed that as LinkedIn has grown, um, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to, to be cognizant of the whole, um, what is the vanity metrics, right? Like you see a lot more people who are cognizant of it is like, you know, face value. It looks like these people are doing all these things, but we cannot com compare ourselves to what right. we're all doing. Right. Um, you know, my, myself included, you know, I'm one of the only military members that I know of with that. That's not retiring, you know, who's not getting out of the military, who is so active on LinkedIn, but I see people like you and, you know, Jared and like Rich Cardona, you know, um, Joel, all these people, um, who I'm connected with. And I'm like, man, I, you know, back of my mind, love to love to get as much engaged, do all these things. But in the other side, I'm like, but I'm doing own things in my own in my own way, you know, like right. and, and doing things the, the way that's working for me. And I am making really valuable connections. And so those are things I really like to point out when we do the show is, um, you know, as military members, as we've started to, I would say, move into a more digital recruiting environment, right? It is super foreign to a lot of people. So yes. at face value, they're like, how do I create that one piece of content that's going to get <laughs> thousands of, and you, you know, I'm yeah, sure you thought this yeah, like when you first started, like, how do I create yeah. the best thing that gets millions of views and I take over the world? And um, the it's one a compound. thing I, It's a exactly. compound of, it's a compounded effort. Consistency. And that's yeah. the biggest thing I always like to make sure um, I ask you guys about because there's so much consistency, consistency that comes to it. You know, I, I created like a little group of, um, you know, military recruiters from active reserve, uh, you know, air force. And I told them, I said, I have, I made a mentorship moment. I have a challenge for you. If you want to accept, I was like every day, one piece of original content straight up. And I was like, I want you to go to 10 other people's pages, completely different people every single day and engage with those people. And I want you to tell me after 30 days, what happens, you know, and, but consistency they'll learn is really what's going to make that huge difference. Um, and it's like any, anything that we try to do in the beginning, you know, for some yeah. reason with content, there's certain things in business that people think they should be amazing at right away and get results right away. Like if you've never swam before, if you've yeah. never been a boxer before, would you ever show up to a, to a boxing gym or to the pool and expect to be Michael Phelps within 30 days, 90 days, six months? Absolutely not. Not even close. Yet people show up to the content game or to business and they expect their business to boom right away or the piece of content to blow up overnight or go viral. It's yeah. just not going to happen. We didn't walk when we're, when we're little babies, like when we're toddlers. We learned to walk by falling so many times. We crawled so many times. Yeah. And then we started stumbling around and holding on to stuff. 
eventually we got to a point where we started to walk and then we started to run. But what we yeah. didn't do was we did it when we fell down or we couldn't walk yet. We didn't give up and say, all right, screw this walking thing. I'm just going to crawl the rest of my <laughs> life. Right. We, we kept on going, man. And that's the perseverance. You got to, you're going to get punched in the face a million times, no matter what you do, but especially in the entrepreneurial world or when you're putting yourself out there with the content, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get kicked while you're down. You're going to get, oh my gosh, what the hell am I doing right now? I don't even know what, what I'm doing. I, three days ago, I thought I was the top of the world. Now I feel like I don't know anything. Like yeah. these are completely normal thoughts and your ability to just sort of remove the emotion of it, feel it, but then let it go and keep moving forward. Because guess what? Two weeks later, Two months later, six months later, you're gonna look back and be like, "Man, I'm just glad, I'm glad I didn't quit." Oh no, for sure. Um, so so let's pivot. I'd like to know, you know, being as is, most of your your creativity is obviously from who you are, and that's what you're most known for. Like, tell me, tell the people like where you're from, what like you know where you grew yeah. up, you know where you went to school, stuff like that. I want I wanted a little bit of background about Alex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, I was born in Joliet, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. When I was real young, four, we moved to Springfield, Illinois. My dad got transferred down there. He was in the state police. And yeah. so I, I grew up in a, a town just right connected to Springfield, right south of it called Chatham. And a small town, uh, grew up there my almost my entire life. I lost 21 and went away to school. Um, got my, I have a mom and dad. They're still together. They're retired now. Um, my brother was in the Air Force. He was in the ROTC program. Well, yeah, he was always, so ever since he got into college, he was involved in the military and he's still in the Air Force now. He's getting ready to move to uh, San Antonio. He's in Tucson. Yeah, man. So yeah, he'll, 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 he'll retire in the, in the military for sure. He's made a great career out of it. And, yeah. um, and then he'll get, a, he'll get a, you know, a different job afterwards because he'll still be young as hell. So he'll be 40 something. So oh, yeah. whole life, a whole life ahead of you. It. It's crazy, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's it, man. But I was, you know, I was, a, I was a, a troubled kid, you know, like the typical backstory. I, I went yeah. to three different high schools. I was in, I was in trouble all the time you know, with the law, with my parents, with school. Um, I just didn't, I wasn't the average kid. I was, I was the kid in class and math class where everyone else was paying attention to the algebra and I was writing raps, you know, or, or making up stories in my head or whatever, you know? Yep. And so I, I didn't realize that I was going to be able to, there was a way to use the creativity in a practical way. I thought it was yep. like, Hey, if I'm not going to be a, a famous rapper or entertainer, like this is it, <laughs> I got to go figure something else, <clears throat> excuse me, figure something else out. And what I wish I would have known back then was I would have grabbed myself and been like, Alex, don't give up on the creativity stuff. You, you just got to yeah. understand that there's different ways and applications at which you can push this stuff to use. So yeah. you, I just had, I just needed to tweak the way <laughs> I was thinking a little bit, but I was sort of on the right track when I was 14. Yeah, no. And, and you break, so, and you, as you're saying that it brings up an interesting point in my mind is, do you think that with the internet, with social media, with the things that are going on right now, do you, because I have a similar story. I think we talked about it. I went to 13 schools, schools growing up. I went to almost a yeah. different school every single year. Single mom, um, only child. My mom always apologizes for it, but thanks, mom. It made me who I am. <laughs> and so, um, you right, know what I'm yeah. saying? And so, um, do you think it's given people like us, uh, who would someone consider what the underdog, right? The guy who probably wasn't the best at school, things like that, an opportunity to really, like you said, show our creativity and really like sh the value of what we bring past, you know, scholastics and things like that, which is the things you can't teach. Right. I mean, let's be real. I mean, you know, I feel like the world is making a shift now, right. It's, it's less 
what was your grade and more like, how are you, how are you evolving as a person? You know? Yes. 1000% man. It's just given everyone access to be able to have a voice, to be able to start a business, to be able to unleash their creativity. I mean, I think about me, for example, had, I mean, obviously if the internet and social media had been around back then, because when I was a kid, when I was 14, if you wanted to be an entertainer, or if you wanted to write music and get it seen, yeah. you had to go through some big, long channels of political landscapes <laughs> and you had to get seen by Dr. Dre had to put you on, you know, like, like it's so, it's so, it's so different. It's so different now. And, and look, not to say that you could just make some songs and you're going to blow up. It's still going to take a lot of work and a lot of rejection yeah. either way, but you've yep. got access to post songs to 10 different platforms right now, right. daily, weekly, like can, you stay consistent with it and you can make things happen. You build a community. I mean, yes, absolutely, man. It's a completely different way of, of just living nowadays. And you have the things that you have access to. And I even think about my own business. I started really 2019, but really it was this business in early 2020 when I won, won my first customer. I built something from scratch, from nothing. Yeah. I didn't even come from a marketing background. And I thought that was a, I thought that was a, a negative at the time, but I realized that it was actually a positive because I did things so differently. It made me right. think about things differently than a normal marketing way wouldn't think about. But yeah, yeah I mean, starting th something from scratch like that on an <laughs> online business working from home, like how would you do that without the internet? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's one of the things I think, uh, and I think I have been trying to, to, to push out a lot of my friends, counterparts, stuff like that is, you know, what, um, we're doing a, a clubhouse about it tomorrow for like my military folks that it's called military LinkedIn uh, or LinkedIn military. And the, the name of the clubhouse is who are you exactly? Like, it's great that you're Sergeant so-and-so it's great that yeah. you're a recruiter, but who are you? Like, what are you going to do when you get out? And if you're not thinking about that now, you need to start because that's, yeah, look it's becoming more and more valuable. Well, because I imagine if you're in the military, you attach a lot of your identity to who that person, that military person is, right? And there's Correct. a lot of pride. There's a lot of pride. And I understand yeah. that totally. There should be. But it's it's also saying, hey, I'm also Alex or John or Sally, yeah. the person. I'm not <laughs> yeah. just the military member, right? And yeah. so, yeah, for sure. No, and, and that and that's a big thing, I think, when it comes to, to creativity. And that's also another thing I like about the internet, you know, like this show, um, it's in, in a in a funny way it has motivated people like a lot of my friends are like oh like you're like you do good in recruiting but you are still doing like your own thing and you're out there doing your podcast and you get to talk to like great people and and stuff like that and i'm like yeah like and they make fun of me they're like you know scare money don't make money and i'm like hey but you know the tagline and that's <laughs> yeah, what, that's what matters that's right, <laughs> that's right. um so what's the future look like for you and your company? Like what, you know, what are some of the things that you're doing to evolve your business and, and maybe move with the market? Are there trends that you see? Like, yeah, you know, what, you're, you're the man. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, well, there, there's so many things, man. I mean, it, when you own a business, it's like, if you want to continue to grow and continue to evolve, you have to evolve as a person. You have to evolve as a company and the way you do things, especially now, because things change so fast, you know, like 20, 30 years ago, the, the rate of incline was a little bit slower than it is now, where it's like, if you flash forward five years from now, it could look like a completely different place, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of my business, you know, I started off very heavy on LinkedIn and I yeah. still am and video has been huge for me. Um, the things that I'm going to get into now are, you know, more of the video email marketing. How do I build an audience outside yeah. of just social media platforms, leveraging my website to bring people to there, to have content there, creating more shows, 
um, ads, that kind of stuff. Like there's, there's definitely several things that literally today, like I'm getting into. Um, and so I'm excited about it, man, but it's just like anything, you gotta be willing to put yourself out of your comfort zone. Cause you, you do something well for a long time. And it's easy to say, all right, this works so well. I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to, and you kind of marry the idea and then pretty soon things change, you know? And so, yeah, if you want to evolve, you, you got to constantly be learning new things. You got to constantly be testing and trying new things and put yourself out there and just, again, not be, not be as scared to fail at it. Cause it's never going to work in the beginning. It's going to take some time and a lot of effort. Yeah. So speaking of the video, obviously anybody who's on LinkedIn knows that's becoming such a hot topic right now, right? You got what Vidyard is a huge one. Um, I forget what one of the other ones is, but there's a couple of them out there, right? Is there yep. one that you're using in particular or you're, are you doing your own kind of like native thing based off of what your product is? I do all native, man, all native. Yeah, I create my own videos. I script them um, or they come from a podcast interview or wherever the, the video actually, the raw form comes from. Um, and then, you know, I have my editing team that me and, the, me and them, I kind of creatively direct it and they do the, all the editing and, and they do an amazing job. I owe them so much credit. They, yeah. <laughs> they just do a fantastic, they just do, they, I mean, they, I wouldn't be here today without them for sure. They do an amazing job, uh, but it's all, it's all native. I post it natively to, to LinkedIn. And then even for the video DMs that I would send uh, in the actual DMs, I use just the LinkedIn app. I pull it out, yeah. you hit that plus button on the left-hand side and then you hit record and you're sending a message to somebody on a more of a one-to-one -one basis. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really, it's, it's right through LinkedIn. Yeah. At the, whatever that sound was, that was per that was perfect for while you were talking. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the sound that this popped in, like literally you're oh. like, yeah, you know, you pull up your phone. It was like, Ding. and it popped in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the email that came through. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. It's yeah. so, um, no. And you know, and those are the, and those are the type of things that, I, I'm really trying to um, educate, you know, like I said, my people on is these are things you got to know, you know, even even in a sense for recruiting for what I'm doing, I want to see how I can leverage those things as well. So, um, you know, Vidyard is something that I'm looking at using uh, just because of, you know, the way that the platform is. And and like you said, video is so much more personal, right? Um, mm -hmm. Takes a little bit more time, but at the same time, I hate the email blasts, as does everybody. I'm sure you get gajillions of them because it's yes. as founder or CEO or whatever. And everyone's yep. like, hey, Alex, do you want to know how we can help your product? No. It's terrible, dude. You can never I, pitch in the DMs. Yeah. And it and it's um, you know, and uh and I like that the podcast has become a conduit for conversation for, for me, especially um, because as much as I like, you talked about the stepping stones, right. As much as I would like to rush into doing my own recruiting thing that I plan on doing when I retire, I like that I'm doing it now while I'm still in the military, I'm doing my job for them because I can create more slower lasting relationships with people. Like, like you said, there's not that sales not coming. Right. Like I'm like, Hey, yeah. you should just let me recruit for you. And so it, it works out well. Um, what trends do you think you're seeing minus the, the, like the video, is there anything else that you're seeing? LinkedIn live still haven't been accepted for it. Applied five times, but I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep trying. Cause I'll try 15. I'll get it. <laughs> you're you still not as, I, yeah. Man. I don't I mean, I don't, yeah. uh, I mean, as, as everyone has said, I feel like, um, you just never like with LinkedIn live, you just never know. 
Yeah. I mean, video will continue to get more popular and more people will use it. And I think LinkedIn's going to push it. My feeling, my gut feeling is that LinkedIn's been a little bit slower on video. I think from a professional standpoint, they're nervous to let the, you know, let the uh, gates open on that one. But I do think, I do think they're going to have to, because if you look at all the platforms now, they're very either audio or video based, TikTok, Instagram, you know, all these platforms, the really the text portion, if you go on other apps, there's not much text that's dominating like it does LinkedIn. So it's sort of like, you know, I think there'll always be an element of it, um, but they definitely have to find ways to add some of the creative video touches. And they've done that with stories. They've done that with live. So you see the, there's kind of evidence that they're moving that direction. But I mean, in terms of what's, what's hot. Yeah. No doubt about it. Clubhouse, man. I'm I'm on there at least a few times a week for sure. And um, it's, it's, it's a hot app, man. And what I'm curious about too, is how other apps uh, not, not necessarily do the exact same thing, but how they find ways to connect people on a live kind of basis, like, like clubhouse does. That's what's unique. Like we can go live on LinkedIn and it's a great time, but our audience is very separated. Yeah, like, they gotta, like, it's very it, separated. Yeah. And we're kind of talking to our audience clubhouse. You're talking with people and people can jump on the panel and they can speak right away, or you can sit back and listen, whatever you want to do. It's a, it's a very live conversation. It's a type of interaction that you just don't get on any other social media platform as it sits February, 2021. Yeah, I, right. I do, I do think Lucky that will change. <laughs> that will, that will change. That will change for sure. They have yeah. to, they'll adapt. And I'm sure Zuckerberg, I'm sure he's gotta be thinking up of things cause he's the king of seeing something that's gonna pop and then, and then making his, <laughs> like, just like he did with Snapchat, he adapted the stories uh-huh. then the TikTok thing and he did the, you know, yeah, yeah like he's just, He'll probably have something like that. But if you're LinkedIn, you got to think about that too. You know, yeah. how do you create a channel where people can communicate in a, in a forum like that? Like even it would be cool to hop in the LinkedIn app and just go to a room, right? Like you see the feed and then yeah. you slide left and there's rooms. And then it's just like, boom, you can hop in the rooms. Like LinkedIn easily oh. could have done something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, who's going to innovate? Who's going to evolve? Not give up what you're doing that's gotten you this far. Because I think like reality is like, we, we're always going to want content. Like people want to consume, I don't always want to jump in a room and have conversations. Like just like Netflix is always going to be around Amazon prime. Like there's people want content for sure. And there's not enough of it on LinkedIn, but we also want live stimulation too. And that's, what's great about some people are like clubhouse taking over, you know, I'm like, it's not taking over. There's always five, four or five platforms that are super hot at any given time. And yeah. one goes and one comes in, yeah. right? Like, remember us how hot Snapchat was for a while? Oh, like who's yeah. even oh, on yeah. Snapchat anymore? It's freaking, <laughs> I mean, like seriously, dude, I, yeah. I, I popped on there last night just to see like if anyone was on there, all no. my friends were off. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so it's just like, you know, Facebook, you know, they're still big, but they're not doing quite well. You know, they're not yeah. trending up. I don't, the demographic has changed. And so, so yep. we'll see what happens with them, but They've got Instagram too. So Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, LinkedIn. I mean, those are the four, I think, power players right now for sure. Yeah, TikTok, I have been reluctant just because I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want to. Because you, you know, know what, though, dude? Yeah. You, want, you don't want to know what, though? For military recruiters, gold mine. Because you want to know, know why? 16, yep. 17, 18-year-olds coming out of high school, dude, that is the place to be Yeah. for sure. Yep. The fun yep. videos, the, the shorter videos, the showing some action, the showing why they, why it matters to serve, you know, that th- there's, there's a really good strategy around that. Yeah. And well, and what the problem is, um, the military 
as an organization is weird about the whole TikTok thing because of the sure. issues, you know, the issues they had in the, you know, I have sure. like a government phone that's like connected to my government system. And so that's why, you know, but um, I get that. You know, I obviously have another phone. So <laughs> I, you know, but you're right. It is a thing. That's one of the things I talked to Joel about is he said the exact same thing. You said, where's the demographic at, you know, right. Don't be you guys got to hit people. Yeah. Younger. Yeah. Go to where they are. That's what Matt, yeah. you know, that's any good salesman knows you go to where the client is. You don't, you know, I think too many people are so concerned about, Oh, bring the client to you. Well, the client will come to you if you're in the same place that they are. Right. Exactly, man. Yeah. Like yeah. LinkedIn. I mean, obviously there's a, there's a lot of benefits for to being on LinkedIn and that kind of stuff. And I think as the LinkedIn demographic, I, if LinkedIn is smart and they want to stay around long-term, they got to figure yep. out how to engage high school or college folks better than they are now. Because oh, people right now are a little bit intimidated by LinkedIn. They're not quite sure how to use it. They see it as overly mm -hmm. professional. And so <laughs> uh, seriously, I mean, if you talk to the 18, 19, 20 year old, why aren't you on LinkedIn posting content? They're like, I don't know. It seems like it's not a place where you post content. Like That's where my so, dad so, hangs out all day. <laughs> yeah, so for, exactly. And, and obviously, and I, and I think the reason I think LinkedIn knows that, and they're obviously smart people, like I'm sure they see it because they've introduced things like stories, which is obviously yeah. for a younger demographic, right? Yeah. They've done LinkedIn Live. So they're trying to get people to say, hey, LinkedIn is a professional place, but it's also fun and it, mm -hmm. we've got different people coming in here and it, you should be here if you're 18, 19, 20, it shouldn't matter yeah. what age you should show up here and get value. And in fact, you need to be here because the people you want to work for, the companies you want to work for, they're yeah. here, you know? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think you're right when it says that as far as, I think there's a rebranding that needs to be redone, right? In a sense, it even, and that even goes for military people. I know, you know, people who are at the top of the food chain in the military, I mean, generals, no presence on LinkedIn. And granted, I guess, you know, I guess when you're a general, you're like, I don't really have to be on there. But in a, but in a sense, I'm because the first thing any person talks to or says when I talk to them is, well, I'm not looking for a job. So why would I be on LinkedIn? And I'm like, <laughs> that's the and, problem, right? And yeah. Exactly. And so um, that's why I always thought I'm like, man, if they just if they could just do some type of rebranding, we're like, you know, this is where this is where professionals meet, you know, or, you know, something, you know, um, if you take that tagline, LinkedIn, I want some. And so, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and you also, there's also a pace of play too, where they, they are probably have a strategy in place, I'm sure, but it also yeah. takes time, right. To convert, Correct. you know, millions, hundreds of millions of people and billions of people worldwide to get to see a company a different way. You kind of yeah. got to have a strategy on like how you evolve it versus being yeah. like, all right, today we're this, now we're cool yeah. this, you know? So, <laughs> so, uh, so I think they're, they're, they're making steps in the right direction. I would think otherwise, if you can't figure out a way to engage high school or college kid, you know, those at that age, that demographic, even the 20 year olds, I think they're going to be in trouble. And I think that you're going to see another, I, I just think that in the next three years, you're going to see another business social media platform, mm -hmm. um, whether it be from Facebook or TikTok or wherever it comes from. Yeah. But I think you'll see another business based platform that uh, challenges them. That the, that probably tries to be a little bit more like more fun, like more, fun, more, yeah, like, more modern, more modern. That makes sense. LinkedIn, that makes sense. LinkedIn's been around for so long, man. It's the oldest social media platform, one of the oldest social media platforms. I didn't realize but that. yeah, it just, it just was like dormant for a long time, man. Cause, and everyone counted it out. So I think the fact that it's gotten here 
is is pretty impressive. I mean, the last two or three years, it's completely kind of changed its identity in a way, right? In a way, yeah. it's become more of a content platform versus before three or four or five years ago, six years ago, you just didn't even think, I wouldn't even have thought of LinkedIn to post content. But yeah. now the problem is they don't have the mainstream and they, and they probably don't want everyone. They don't need everyone, but they have, still have a lot of people that say LinkedIn, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking for a job or I don't want to, why would I post yeah. on LinkedIn? And just people just don't think about it, especially the younger, younger demographic. They, they don't, it's not like hip enough for them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> then not you go the... to, you go too far the other way. You lose some of the demographic that likes it because it's not some of True. the other plan. And, and I like it because that's where I think the balance is because if you go too far on one side and it becomes a TikTok or an Instagram, to me, it loses a lot of its, a lot of what makes LinkedIn so special is that you got to show up with some substance, some content, right. some thought, yep. some creativity, some values, you know, that's, yep. That's what's different. If I go search Instagram right now, I can find 20 pictures in a row of, of you know, somebody standing in their bikini or someone on the beach or someone yeah, with no message at all, but they selling, look good. Somebody selling something. Yeah, <laughs> which, which I, and I'm not, I'm not knocking that. Like everyone's got oh, yeah. their thing, but you could not post pictures of you on the beach with your shirt off and expect to get a thousand likes on LinkedIn. People would be like, what is, where's the message? Like, what is what the substance behind this? Yeah. So that's what I like. And that's, part of the brand right yeah no and i agree and i think that's that's why i like it so much because um it takes me out of my comfort zone right like had i never got on linkedin i would have never met you i would have met i never met would have met jared like all these people who have you know in essence started filled my cup with things i never would have known yeah. about um because i'm not you know i heard someone talk about the whole imposter syndrome the other day and i and you know i don't feel like that but in the back end i'm like am i supposed to be here like i'm in the military i don't really do any recruiting here but i'm just kind of like meeting all these people and like you know whatever and so um but i think you're right and it's nice because i know that when nine times out of ten if i reach out to somebody like you said, there's going to be a, there's going to be a value added on both ends of the stream, right? Most people yeah. aren't very aware of what I do and how I do it and the mentality of military members and stuff like that and vice versa. You never being around in the military, it's nice to hear your perspective and what yeah. the civilian market is doing. So I think that that's a big push I, I've put on a lot of my people. But um, so as we, as we near the end, I got, uh, I got three questions for you. So I, I heard something yesterday um, and, and I know we talked about this, the whole, like, it's not on my calendar. It ain't happening type shit, you know? Yes. And, um, but I heard an interesting quote yesterday and it was, uh, time management is a waste of time. Action management is what you should be focused on. And so, and what, and what the, what they meant obviously was, you know, it's good to set up time for certain things, you know, like yes, like I need to finish this task within this amount of time. But the yeah. ultimate goal was what? I actually need to finish this task. And so right. if you finish the task early, you're not going to bullshit for those next 30 minutes or make the task go that entire 30 minutes just to do it. It's right. be focused on what are the things that need to be done and then press. Right. Exactly, man. That's it. If, you got, if you're blocking time out to do activities, but then there's not a set... A, you know, goal or action or KPI behind that time, then yeah, you may not be, you may have blocked out an hour, but were you yeah. really productive? Did you really use that hour to its full extent? So that's why you got to have a, a system or a process to say, okay, I'm going to set aside an hour. And in that hour, I'm yeah. going to, you know, 
complete this video, I'm going to make this video, or I'm going to send 15 video DMs, or I'm going to connect with 50 people, whatever it is. I think that's important to have you, you have because some people are like, I worked so hard today, I worked 16 hours. And it's like, <laughs> but what did you do for 16 hours? Like, did you really accomplish? Like, could you have done that? In, could you have done that in eight or nine? You know, maybe. Yep. No, so. and I and that hits hard with um, me specifically, because in military recruiting, and, and I'm sure you've heard in recruiting in general, they'll be like, hey, you need to make cold calls for this hour just get on the phone and make cold calls for an hour. And you're like, God, I could just be so much more productive. Like if I, if I, you know, and granted, I know I'm not saying cold calls don't work, but in a general sense, you know, like I think when, when I was taught time management, it was like a lot an hour and you stick to that hour, you do that task Mm -hmm. for an hour. And you're like, and I found myself like as the lemmer because I was like, but I did it in 15 minutes, but, you're telling me I'm wrong because I didn't do it for an entire hour. <laughs> so yeah. um, interesting point that got brought up and I, and I, and I always wonder, you know, how other people feel about it, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about getting things done, you know? So yeah. what some people need a time block, some people don't. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to look at your, you know, in the beginning of the day, say, what does a good day look like? And then when yeah. you end the day, be able to look back and say, did I accomplish what I needed to accomplish today to move yeah. me forward, to move the business forward? And, you know, sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And you got to learn and move on and, and make the best of it. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, so second question is when people, you know, with you being an entrepreneur, with you being a content creator, you know, first piece of advice when someone's like, man, if I wanted to, to get into that, or, you know, I want to, I want to own my own business or I want to get into these things. What's kind of that, like first piece of advice that comes to your mind that you would want to tell them? If they want to get, if they want to become an entrepreneur, own their own business. Yeah. The first thing I would ask them is, is why, you know, why does it matter? Because I think a lot of people think they want to do certain things, but they, because it sounds cool or because maybe someone told them their friends do it, or they've seen it somewhere and they, it looks like it's amazing. You know, like you don't get to yeah. see all the behind the stuff shit that I got to deal with that, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. but, um, but, um, and that just comes with the territory comes with anything. So I would ask them why, but then the second thing I would quickly go into is, is make sure it's something that you enjoy doing and that you're decently good at. Like you've got some natural (laughs) knack for it. So I think like, because if it's not something you enjoy and they say, you know, you're passionate about, it's really, it's going to get, when the times get tough and they will get tough and you will get hit with challenges and things won't go your way. You know, if you really enjoy it and you've got a passion for it and it's it runs deep within you, you'll stick with it right? It makes the tough long days worth it because you, you enjoy it. And you're not going to join every single aspect of it, but yeah. you enjoy overall what you do, the impact that you make and having a little bit of natural talent in it helps because yeah. if you try to do something that you're just horrible at, but it sounds cool and you love it, it's a tough road, right? Versus yeah. you having saying, Hey, I, I enjoy doing this. This brings me a lot of joy. Also, I'm like pretty decent at it, you know, then you've got something to build up. Then you've got something to build upon. So that's the first thing I would say is, is don't do it for the money. Don't do yeah. it for, not that you can't make a lot of money because you certainly can, but find something that even if you made no money the next six months at, you'd still enjoy the ride and learning and the process. Yeah, 100% agree. And our last question, uh, and I'm, I'm sad Roy's not here, but I'm sure we'll, we'll meet again, is um, when you hear the phrase scared money don't make money, what does that like? what does that make you feel inside? How do you know, what do you, what are your thoughts on that phrase? It makes me feel like if you're not bold, you're not going to do anything. If yeah. you're not, if you're not, you know, and I, I even, even beyond money, 
I just, I mean, obviously when you think about business being an entrepreneur, you think differently about money because you have to spend money to make money. You have to take risk. You have to spend things on, you have to spend money on programs or hiring or whatever it is. And so that's one component. But I also just think about you just in life, whatever you want to get out of life is there for the taking. The question is, who's going to put in the work? Who's going to take the chance? Who's going to go for it? Who's going to get, you know, get knocked down and get back up again? Who's not going to be afraid to fail? Like who's going to make the sacrifices? That's who gets what they want out of life. The people that sit and are scared and are in their comfort zone and they're just comfortable. Those are the people that end up regretting what they did with their life. People choose every day comfortability over the life that they really want. And and I'm part of my mission is to show them that go for the life that you really want. I like it. I dig it. (laughs) So this is your time for self-promotion, man. We always like to give our guests, you know, tell people where they can find you, what services yeah. you provide, you know, like you said, um, what client, you know, clients you can get, all that stuff. This is your yes. opportunity. Yes. So primarily I help founders, coaches, small business owners. If you want to win clients on LinkedIn, generate leads consistently. If you want to build that digital brand across whatever platforms you think is best, I, I focus heavy on LinkedIn, of course, and specifically on video. Um, if that is your part of your strategy for 2021, which it should be, and you feel like that you need some direction <laughs> or, you, or you need some guidance, or maybe you've been at it a little while, but it's not quite bringing in you bu- bringing business to you, uh, there's something missing, and I can help you with what that is and get you on the right track. And I can I can attest to that because that's exactly how I found Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so um, hey. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on Um, another episode of scare money. Don't make money people. And we appreciate you. Don't learn about ourselves. Perhaps.